Jennifer Dawn. And I'm Adrienne Garland. Welcome to the Unbreakable Podcast. Our lives and our businesses are chock full of so many challenges. And sometimes through outside circumstances, the changing world, and even our mindsets, we find ourselves on the brink of burnout, listlessness, or even failure. But what if there is a way to build your resilience and literally become unbreakable? Come along with us on our journey of discovery to gain insight, pick up tips, and get inspired as we go deep with our guests to uncover how the divine combination of physical challenge and mental strength come together to help them on their journey to becoming unbreakable. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unbreakable podcast. I'm really excited for today's guest, Miss Leslie Pyle with Hire My Mom. And I'm going to ask Leslie to actually just give everybody a couple of minutes. Tell us a little bit about you, your background. And and I would love for you to also share how you founded Hire My Mom. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast, Jennifer. I'm excited to reconnect with you. You've always been such a blessing to hire my mom in our audience, but a little bit about hire my mom. So it's a job platform for moms or anyone who are looking for remote work primarily. So the jobs that are posted are exclusive to hire my mom. We don't go out cultivating jobs from Indeed or anywhere else. These are small businesses who have learned for the most part that hire my mom provides a great platform to connect to these women primarily that are looking for great opportunities and they don't get lost on Indeed when there are hundreds or thousands of applicants. So this is our little niche of the world where we cater primarily to women and small businesses. And what led me to start Hire My Mom was not surprisingly my own journey. So I had my first child. She is now 27. And when I had her, (laughs) that was back in the ancient days before the internet really took off. I was struggling on, okay, I thought I wanted to do full-on career and work at a corporate job. I had high aspirations, had just finished my master's degree. But when I had her, something shifted in me, that, that mom gene or whatever. And I did go back to work, but I was miserable. And I cried, literally cried almost every single day. So when I approached my employer back then about, is there any opportunity for flex work or work from home a couple of days? the answer was no, it was not heard of, you know, working from home was not a thing back then. So at that point I was challenged, challenged with my first real like situation as far as my career, was I going to give it all up and be a stay at home mom, which didn't feel right to me, or was I going to continue working a full-time job? And that didn't feel right to me. What felt right to me was to figure out how I could create something where I had the flexibility to work from home. So that began my journey. I gave my notice and it was scary because we depended on my income as well as my husband's. We only had just moved into a house about maybe six to 10 months before that. And we were both new in our careers. So we weren't making a ton of money. So it wasn't an option really to be a stay-at-home mom if you wanted to stay in this house we had just recently moved into. So when my husband agreed that, that I could, you know, take a this leap, we cut all of our bills that we could. We got rid of cable. We sold one car. So we were a one car family. We ate ramen noodles, which we were used to because we put ourselves through college. We did everything we could to trim our budget as small as we could. 
And the next thing I did was hit the ground running. And I went out looking for clients Mm -hmm. and, you know, my background was PR and marketing. So I was like, what can I do and who can I do it for? And so again, this was really before the internet started taking off. So I literally knocked on doors and called people and I wouldn't normally do that. It stretched me outside of my comfort zone, but I had such a passion inside of me to make this work. So that began my journey of working from home. And from there, I started my first website when I figured out the internet and it was called (laughs) Home-Based Working Moms. And the idea back then, this was 1997-ish, 96, it was more like a chamber of commerce for moms who work at home. So nationwide, but let's say, Jennifer, let's say you were doing gift baskets And Laura over here was selling t-shirts and this mom over here was trying to figure out how to be a web designer. It brought us all together so that we could learn from each other, buy from each other, support each other. And it was monthly membership with an association background that I I had gained. Um, So I did that for about 14 years, I think. And then when Mm -hmm. the market started leaning more towards allowing people or being more accepting of people working from home, that's when I was like, okay, I've got this great platform and tons of moms who want to work at home, but don't really know what they want to do. And they don't necessarily want to start a business. What if I could find businesses that would hire them? And so that's where the Mm. idea for Hire My Mom came from. And the rest is history. So I've been running Hire My Mom exclusively now since 2007. So about 15 years. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's such a great story. And I love how it evolved out of your own story, your own journey. And for those of you guys listening, so about, gosh, it's probably been at least 10 years, maybe 11 or 12. It's been a while when I transitioned out of corporate and was going through that whole like, okay, what in the world am I going to do with myself? And it has to have been at least 11, maybe 12 years ago. It was a while. I found Hire My Mom. And because I was trying, I'm a mom. I was a mom of three. I had had my own business. Then I went into corporate and I was very disillusioned with corporate because it was just like this soul sucking thing for for the few years I was there. And I had left and I was trying to kind of rediscover myself and figure it all out. And so I started doing some marketing work and I found Hire My Mom. And so I was on there and I was like, you know, <laughs> bidding on jobs and and work. And that's really and truly how I started to get some contract work, which then actually led me into, I relocated and I became the president of a women's networking group and was helping them with accountability and masterminding circles, which led me into my private coaching practice. And then as I then started to grow my coaching practice, I needed to hire people. And so I kind of flipped. Um, So I used Hire My Mom on the side of a contractor, like, you know, needing to get work as a stay-at-home mom. And then as I became, my, my business grew and grew, I have used Hire My Mom. And the funny thing is like, uh, she's been with me a couple of months now, but my new sales and business development manager, I mean, she is a rock star uh-huh. and she came from hire my mom. That's how I found her. And anytime I'm coaching my clients and I'm just like, they're always like, we need people. I'm like, well, if it's a virtual position that you're looking for, this is like my little secret weapon <laughs> that I keep in my pocket because everybody's heard of indeed. Everybody has, you know, not had a good experience on Indeed usually. (laughs) And people are familiar with, you know, Upwork and some of the bigger places. But this has like been my little secret weapon. I, I could probably comfortably say 
maybe half of my team has come from Hire My Mom. It's just, it's you, you can find so many really great people that are qualified and they just like love their kids and they want to be able to work, but they don't want to necessarily have to like give up being a mom. And I was the same way. Like um, for years, I have three kids. And so my youngest is 13. My oldest is 23. And for years, I was like, oh, I want to be a stay at home mom. And with my, when my third was born, I got the opportunity and I was a stay at home mom for like two weeks. And that's (laughs) as long as I lasted. And I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm like, I have to have a career. I need to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And was it. And so if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're listening to this, like, I totally respect you, like how you do it. And that's all you do. Like, I don't know how I'm, I'm so amazed by you, but I was that mom who like, I felt like I was a better mom if I had my career, if I had something I could get out there and work for and drive towards. And I feel like for me, that made me a better mom to my kids. And so I love how you open these opportunities for other women who don't want to have to choose. Like it doesn't have to just be a corporate job. It doesn't have to just be a stay-at-home mom. You can work for yourself from home and still be present for your kids. And I love that you have given so many other mothers that opportunity. Thank you. Yes, it, it was such a blessing for me when I finally figured out the whole freelancing thing. And I knew other moms were so desperate to do the same. So It warms my heart to hear stories from moms that are like, you know, it was because of you that I was able to be at home with my kids. So, you know, that's still my passion, something that still really fuels me. Yeah. So tell us, because this is unbreakable, tell us a little bit about like just that journey. Was there a moment where you felt like maybe it was too hard or you wanted to give up or, and did you have any of those kinds of moments while you were growing Hire My Mom? Yes. Most definitely. And I think we all do, no matter if we're stay-at-home mom, corporate mom, or if you want to call us the in-between mom, there are challenges, you know, whether it's business or family or kids or whatever. And for me personally, probably my biggest challenge over my years of running Hire My Mom and my other business, my other website before, has been the challenge of web developers. And that probably people Mm -hmm. are probably like, wow, I didn't expect that. But finding someone who knows what they're doing, who isn't ridiculously expensive and who does what they say they're going to do has been a really big challenge. I've been scammed, you know, by people that, you know, start do the pretty work. So you think they're really doing the work and then they don't know what they're doing on the back end, you know, and you have no way to to really gauge that unless you're doing references and I should have done more of those. That's a lesson I learned. But, you know, they put all their qualifications out there and they do great design work. But when you have a complicated back end, like Hire My Mom, where you have, mm-hmm. you know, a whole module for businesses and one for job seekers and they have to talk to each other and there's a credit card p- component and there's resumes and there's job posts. It's not something that just any web c- developer can do. So that's been a big, big challenge for me. So what uh, ended up happening is I had one good developer over the years and they got out of the business and I'm like, Oh no, finally I found someone. And so they went into more marketing and advertising. And so I again got a company that did not do a great job for me. But the good thing is I ended up finding one of the employees from the company that was really good and he was on his own. So he ended up helping me get my current website where it is. And since then he's 
you know, gone to a new position, but I have a great uh, guy now that helps me with all the daily upkeep and, uh, you know, changes and upgrades and all of that. But yeah, that's been a real challenge for me. Uh, Probably my biggest business challenge, but, you know, there's a host of smaller challenges that probably get into more when you ask me more questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like a business website, like I remember with my software company, this is many years ago with my software company, like we didn't have websites. Like mm-hmm. I w- I remember being like on the leading edge when we created a website and we spent like $15,000. And back then that was just like oodles and oodles of money. Right. But being on kind of that bleeding edge of technology of just like, holy cow, we're actually going to have a website on the internet, which was so groundbreaking at the time. Um, now you can crank out websites, but your company website is so important. And I love that you said this because I've been burned many times by developers. So about two years ago, I just got so tired of coaching all my business clients on their marketing and their web development and their design and all of this stuff. Because you can coach on it all day long, but then to actually do it, I was getting burned by these agencies. I saw my clients constantly getting burned. And so I actually started a marketing agency for our business coaching clients because that way I would have some control over it. Because what you say is so true. Like you can see what it looks like on the front end of like, it's pretty, but on the back end, if it's a mess, it's just going to hurt your business. And if you don't have the technical skills to like vet these guys, it can be a huge challenge in your business. And I can even say like, we've probably fired more web developers than we've hired because Mm -hmm. sometimes the only way to test them is to actually bring them in and see what they can do. But I even, I have several websites I run right now and I still have one that a developer had gotten into and it's just not right. It hasn't been right since like he was in there doing who knows what. And eventually we're going to just redo the whole thing. But that can really be a big challenge. And so if you're listening to this, you guys like don't give up. Leslie didn't give up. I didn't give up. Like if you've gotten like this kind of a challenge, definitely make sure that you push through it. There are good people out there. You -hmm. just have to vet them and be patient. And I don't know about you, Leslie, but when I had my good guy, I used him to help me vet somebody else. And that was, that was very helpful when you find somebody who does have that technical knowledge. Yes, that's a great suggestion. And usually you can find those great ones through word of mouth. And that's the one mm-hmm. I had that was really good. I found through word of mouth through another, you know, business associate that recommended. So, and I've also used LinkedIn and I found a mediocre one there, but I am really hesitant of some of the big mega sites because that's where I found at least one of them that, you know, shysted me out of about 10 grand. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, sometimes these agencies will charge, I've seen twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for a website, and I still to this day can't fathom what exactly they're doing right. <laughs> differently yeah. than when we build a website for five grand or I mean a very complicated website for maybe ten, but I'm still not quite sure exactly what they're doing, but I don't know. Maybe there's some other magic sauce there that right. well, <laughs> that's I, happening. Some of the bids I got from big reputable companies were eighty to a hundred thousand. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, uh, "That's way out of my league. I'm not indeed. Thank you for your time." Right, exactly. 
And that's kind of a showstopper for your business because as a smaller business owner, you're not indeed like, but, but you, you persisted and you found somebody who could do it within your budget and do it well. Right. Very nice. So talk to me a little bit about where Hire My Mom is headed now. Yeah. What are you, what's on your radar for these days? Right. So one of the new things we began offering about a year ago was our concierge service. And that's been a real hit with some small business owners who get to a point where they are too busy to hire, or maybe it's just not something they enjoy. So it's sort of a white glove service. So a business owner can say, hey, I really need a virtual assistant, social media manager, whatever it is. And I have HR specialists, because I'm not an HR specialist, who will then go through the entire process for them from the job description to posting to interviewing, uh, reviewing resumes, cover letters, and then selecting the top two to three candidates for them to then review. So that's been a great service that separates us from the big sites because we can be that one-on-one you know, service for our clients where a lot of the bigger websites, there's no way for them. You're lucky to actually get a phone number or an email address on some of these large sites. So that's one thing we've began offering. And then we also have a course for job seekers, freelancers who are eager to work from home, but their either skills are really rusty and maybe they've been a stay at home for several years or they're in a corporate job and they want to see how best to transition to remote work. So we've created that course and looking forward to kind of seeing how we can help more people, you know, move into their roles in that capacity. So that's two of the things we're working on. And we're always looking for ways to improve our service, how we can better serve our two audiences. It's always evolving. Oh, I love this. I actually have two or three of my clients who have used your concierge service because I've recommended Hire My Mom and then they found out about the concierge and they've used it. And it's it's worked out really well where they didn't Good. have to do the work themselves to do go through the hiring process. It was all just done for them, which is pretty cool. And I personally use it myself because that's not one of the things I enjoy doing. And there's always other things that I would, would rather use my time to do. So it's been yeah. beneficial for me too. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to ask you as a business owner with a growing business, how have you been able to manage like your health, your physical fitness and growing a business? Because that is something that comes up so often that while we're just like, you know, pedal to the metal, growing our businesses, sometimes we'll sacrifice our health or sacrifice our happiness. And so I would just love to hear from you. How have you managed to find that balance? And that's a great timely question because in my particular season of life, we were building a house, selling a house and moving into a house all the while <laughs> we are you know, trying to run a business. And my husband changed firms all in that one season. He's a, a financial advisor. So as you can probably guess, my health and wellness went down on the, the totem pole and it you know, kind of got overlooked. Prior to that, I was pretty good about being conscious of my health because I've been, you know, on a health and wellness, like holistic path, which is a whole nother story that evolved from my oldest having been diagnosed with Graves disease, which kind of gave us, you know, opened our eyes to being more proactive and holistic in our health. 
So that's kind of your little background. So when all of that was going on, you know, it was uh, long days and stressful with, you know, all of the things that go into building and decisions and then selling a house and having to make it look picture perfect. And then, of course, moving. So once all that, we just finished moving. I can say we probably about a month ago were finally settled. So about a month ago, I was like, okay, it's time to reprioritize my health and wellness. And I had been eating mainly, you know, healthy foods, but anything goes when you're that, you know, what's out there, you know, give it to me, I'm going to eat it. And so I decided I needed to jump back in with both feet. And so I decided to do the whole foods only. And I've done this before, but I was like, okay, I need to jumpstart. And and probably some of you have heard of Whole30. So I went in, I was like, I'm going to just do it and get rid of gluten and dairy and sugar and all the preservatives and um, also start incorporating exercise again. And it has rocked my world in the best way because I have, I probably after about three or four days, had no carb cravings, didn't care about potato mm. chips or anything else. Usually that's my weakness. Give me some, yeah. give me all the potato chips. Not that they're, yeah. you can't ever have them, but maybe you don't want them every day of your life. And so that was a big thing I noticed right away. I noticed immediately I had more energy. I noticed I didn't feel bloated. Didn't feel like the inflammation that I had in my shoulder. I didn't have it. Yeah. I felt more clarity of thought. I could focus and concentrate. I felt more confident. I'm like, wow, how does eating healthier make you feel more confident? But it did. I just noticed, yeah. and they have a, a, if you've ever done it, they have a whole check sheet so that you can see, because it's not about, they don't even want you to step on a scale. So it's not about the scale, but just to, so you can see all the changes that happen when you treat your body the way it's designed to be treated. So I had probably 60 to 70% of the check marks on their list of things that I noticed personally. And yesterday yeah. was the 30th. So yesterday would have been my 30th day. And so my husband and my my youngest who's still at home were like, yay, you can you know party with us again and eat all the junk. And I'm like, uh, actually, no. Uh- my goal Maybe was not. to, you know, go back towards this. Not that I won't ever have a cupcake or chips again, sure. but just to primarily focus on eating healthy because I feel so much better. I mean, I can't even yeah. describe how much better I've felt by just eating healthier and incorporating, you know, 30 to 40 minutes of exercise at least three times a week. Sometimes that yeah. might just mean going for a walk with my dog or you know, sometimes it'll mean actually doing weights or the elliptical or whatever it might be. But yeah, yeah. that's been such a huge, huge um, reminder of how important our health and wellness is. And it's also the other thing I, was, I forgot to say is I wake up earlier. Like I don't set an alarm oh. at 4.35 a.m. My body's like, it's time to get up. And normally I'm like, uh, I'm going back to sleep. But yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow, I can get up and be productive and have like, an hour or two extra in my day. Of course, I'm going to bed a little bit earlier, but the evening hours tend to be less productive and more about just vegging out for me sometimes. Right. Now I feel like I'm I'm gaining an hour or two a day of productivity. I'll have my quiet time. I have my coffee. And then I just feel like I'm more organized and like I have that, you know, ready to hit the day running. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. I've experienced something very similar with the sleep because Over the last couple of years, I've been kind of slowly transitioning into more of a vegan diet for lots of reasons, the environment, the animals, and my my own health. 
What I didn't realize is that my body has not been very happy <laughs> on the vegan diet. And I had had, I've run into some issues with a lot of fatigue and just wasn't sure what was going on. And so I did some blood work and I found out that my testosterone was almost non-existent. So when I had my blood tested, this, the range is zero to 30 and normal is between 10 and 20. And my testosterone was at 0.5. Oh, and wow. and then there was all, which was like nothing. And then as I got into it further, I was realizing that actually what I was starting to see was some signs of protein deficiencies because I was eating so many grains, not a lot of dairy, but a lot of grains and, and, and beans, which I love both of those foods. I could survive on grains, beans, and potatoes like forever. But I was just noticing a lot of fatigue, a lot of weight gain, a lot of things like this. I'm like, what is happening? Like I'm eating so, quote, healthy, and yet my body just seems to be more bloated, more inflamed, getting bigger. What's happening? And so I had to really shift my diet as well. And guys, I'm not saying eat meat, don't eat meat. I'm not saying eat what's right for your body. I didn't want to go back, but I actually had to add some meat back into my diet. And I eliminated grains and I saw some of the same things you did, like the bloating went away, the weight started to come off, but I was sleeping. Like when, when it's time to go to sleep, I'm like out like a light. I sleep like the dead. And then I was waking up a good hour or two earlier. So it, like you, it would just be like 4.30 in the morning and I'm awake and I'm, I'm awake, like awake, right. like not like why I'm awake at 4.30 and I'm still so tired, but like ready to start the day. So there were definitely some really amazing side effects to eliminating. For me, it was the grains because um, I love the chips. We just had a whole debate in our family over the top chips and somebody had <laughs> left out Doritos and my son was like, no, Doritos has to be in the top three. So, you know, we, we, we love all that stuff and it's not to say I'll never eat it again, but it was amazing to me when I completely eliminated it all that those immediate health benefits within a short period of time, how you start to get more energy, you start to be more clear. Yes. I stopped craving the carbs, stopped sleeping or started sleeping better, waking up earlier is just kind of like really and truly what we put into our bodies. That fuel makes a huge difference for our health, yes. our energy, our vitality. Yes. And I learned, like I said, through my daughter, um, she was diagnosed with grave disease at 18 and was told that she'd have to be on prescription drugs the rest of her life. And as a mom, I'm like, I cannot see my baby carrying around pill bottles the rest of her life. But one of the things that she had to eliminate was all grains and gluten. And she would break out in hives all over her body. We didn't know it at the time, what it was from, but she ate only whole foods, not even meat. So only fruits and vegetables for, I think it was 18 months. And that healed her body. Did it really? Like she had, she went and had her blood work done and um, it didn't show any Graves disease. So, wow. and they say it can't be cured. Yeah. Yeah. They say a lot of things can't be cured, but she was determined and I was determined because of all the research that I had done, she had done. Now as a young adult, she was serious about healing her body. And she spent hours and hours in the library researching, you know, all of these, reading all these books and really wanting to figure out because she didn't want to spend the money for a holistic doctor being, you know, a young on her own, no longer under yeah. our insurance. And it really gave her a passion to find what her body needed. 
And so those those whole foods made a believer of me. So she still primarily eats whole foods. But again, she'll have a cupcake if she really wants to or a piece of pizza. She just doesn't make yeah. that a daily thing. She'll, you know, sticks pretty much on that path. And, you know, what's beautiful about it is, like I said, that's your body starts to crave that stuff. It's not like, oh, I have right. to eat a salad today. It's, oh, a salad. I want a salad. Like, that sounds amazing. So that's really, yeah. you know, it's not like you have to have willpower. It's so true. Yeah. I, I love that she set her intention to heal herself. Like, I'm going to research this. I'm going to figure it out. She's stuck with the new diet and she basically healed herself. Like, that's unbreakable right there that she didn't accept that diagnosis and that she gave her body what it needed to heal herself. That's amazing. It is. Yeah. So proud of her. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that story because I know that there's going to be people who are listening who are going to hear that and they're going to be like, I needed to hear that to keep going on whatever that journey is that you're on to know to just keep going because it absolutely is possible to, to heal some of these things that they say can't be healed. Yeah. And what's fun is she is now a young mom and she's my social media manager. So now she works from oh. home for me. So if any of your listeners have questions, you can talk to her on the Instagram at hire my mom and she'll help, you know, point you to resources or just answer questions if they're curious about her journey. Oh, I love that so much. Leslie, that's so fantastic. All right, my dear, any final words that you would love to leave with our listeners? As far as challenges, I think, you know, we all know that they are a part of life, whether they're big, whether they're small, but it's important. One of the things I recently learned or reminded myself of is the stress that they put on you. You have to learn how to deal with that. You can't, and I let this happen. You can't jump into anger for me, I had to kind of step away from that challenge for a day, kind of let the the anger of it go away and then kind of write out like the nasty things that I was feeling just so I could get it off my heart. Of course, mm-hmm. I would never send it to anyone, but it released that anger and the unfairness that I was feeling. And then it, it enabled me to look at it more clearly, like what, how can I learn from this situation what can I do differently? What do I need to do going forward? Because, you know, we can either let challenges set us back or move us forward. And we always want to learn from those challenges. So, you know, talking to other people who have maybe faced a similar challenge, what they learned, how they handled it, because, you know, we all have things to learn. We all have areas that we're growing in. So that would be my, my advice is, you know, just to look at them as, as growth opportunities. Oh, I love that so much. One of my takeaways from that is that we can we can learn from it, but we don't have to like get sucked into it. Um, we just had something happen where one of my partners actually kind of, uh, you know, didn't do what they said that they were going to do. And I had told my husband about it and he got very upset and blah, blah, and you know, you should do this and you should do that. And I was like, look, it's a bummer. It is, but I'm going to learn. And then I don't have the time to go wallow and go down that road and be pissed off. And I just, I I don't want to put my energy into that space. And so I love what you said to just reshift, learn what you can learn and then reshift and focus your energy on where you want to go and put that energy into the right place. Don't put it so much into the wallowing and being angry and all of that, because really that space is not going to get you anywhere. No. And I've seen bitterness, unforgiveness, anger take root in people's lives. And it, it's like you, they wear it. 
they wear yeah. it and they're not pleasant to be around. And so seeing that in other people, I'm like, let help me forgive that person. Don't let me be bitter. You know, and sometimes it's a lot of praying because you're, you know, you feel like a yeah. right, you own the right to that anger and you don't want right. to forgive them, but you're only helping yourself when you forgive them. You don't even have to tell that person you forgave them. Just internally nope. release that and you will be better for it. Yeah, agree completely. I love that. Yay. That's a great message to leave everybody with. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for being with me and Leslie on the episode today. Now just get out there and use this information to move yourself forward, move your life, move your business forward. And that's it. All right, Leslie, thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for joining us on our exploration today. We would love to hear where you are on your journey to becoming unbreakable. So send us an email at team at jenniferdawncoaching.com. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd be so grateful if you take a moment to leave a review and share these powerful stories with women in your life.